0: Hey, it's May, and this is the Pocha Podcast, Weedy Weedy. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. And we are here at the intersection of Brown and Proud and Assimilation. And this month for our Weedy Weedy, um, Charlene, yes, we are talking about a serious issue, but in Weedy Weedy style, we will always bring it home and make sure that we come from a point of view that... um, you know is serious but also brings things into perspective and with a little bit of levity because that's how we do our coping is with humor um but may is what
1: may i help you What?
0: may is mental health month it is well mental health awareness month
1: yes
0: and it's something that we have talked about before as being a topic of the of either the show or part of weedy weedy um because we ourselves have some experiences with it personally, and also with friends, um, and it's a topic that needs to be talked about, because it, cause it happens, no one's exempt, as you had mentioned. That's why it has a whole month. That's exactly, and, and in my case, it has a whole year because I go to <laughs> therapy. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. But You celebrate mental health every week. So why why is this important to you? as a person who lives with PTSD and has been in therapy and out of therapy and all the things I understand that really we're all susceptible to this. This is not something that only happens to certain people. It does not discriminate. Um, I know my grandmother dealt with depression and it was really not understood back then, you know, and they would, Hand people some medicine and, uh, you know, prescription drugs. Here's some Valium. Go be on your merry way. And and that's kind of it. Um, Also, the the gente, our cultura, there's a giant stigma against accessing mental health services. You know, going to therapy, um, taking medication for mental illness is very frowned upon. Um, in a lot of, uh, in my family, it was for a very long time. So I think it's just really important to me that people know this is not, um, for, for other people. This is not for like just the other folks. This can happen to all of us and, and the people, you know, and love are dealing with this. So, um, it's just important to know that help is help is out there. And, uh, I got to fight back on that stigma for sure.
0: For sure, and you know, you're you were speaking from the perspective of your family. Um, yours isn't the only one who has had to that deals with the stigma. Mine has also, you know, um, dealt with it in in the. And this is a true legit story. M- my grandmother would always be like, "Aguantate," and it didn't matter what it was. Like, "Estás muriendo? Aguantate." You got in a car mm-hmm. accident. Your arm is hanging off by a, a tendon. I love you. Aguantate.
1: Mm-hmm. And so mental
0: health was kind of under that same umbrella, like, I want that there. Yeah, you're having a hard day or a hard year. Suck it up, buttercup. Um, and to an extent, that's, you know, a necessity to keep going, to p- keep pushing on. But also, it pushes aside the sometimes the the need to get the help that you want or need in your life, right? Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: And this, the, the I want that the theme was so ingrained, and, and it's also become kind of, a small little teeny tiny joke that it's on the back of her headstone. Like there's a little, there's like Catch. a little poem. I'm not kidding. There's a little poem on there and it says like, we love you. Um, the, I the team. Because <laughs> 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 and you know, it's just f- hearing it from her. It was always like its own mental health of a glimmer of hope that no matter what you are going through, you can get through, um, but also, there's there's that you know the the side stigma of mental health, and I'm lucky in that in in my mom's side of the family, there's a lot of medical providers, so they understand the science behind it. It's not mm-hmm. it's not like you're wanting attention. You're thirsty mm-hmm. for attention. It they understand. It's it's an issue that sometimes needs to be uh, handled with prescriptions. Um, or that comes out and you know that comes out and in coping mechanisms that might not be healthy. Other, I, you know what? I'm, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say that other parts of the family don't have that uh, ability to see it from that perspective. And I will mm-hmm. say that um, coming out as queer with my family was more difficult than coming out saying. I, I have issues with depression and anxiety, I'm on antidepressants, and I I have seen on and off a therapist since I was in college in the 90s. So once mm. I came out, like, everything else seemed easier, so mm-hmm. I'm super upfront about it. But what were you going to say?
1: I don't know. No, I was going to say... Uh... <laughs> I was going to say it, it's stigmatized with reason. You know, there's a reason why that happened. I mean, as people of color, as people who are being discriminated against, and we've talked about this before, but you cannot fail. You cannot show weakness. You cannot show vulnerability because then you're susceptible to being taken advantage of, to being not taken seriously. So there was, there's that. And then the history of psychology, psychotherapy is rooted in white men it's rooted in experimentation on people of color it's rooted in all this horrible shit so no wonder people don't want to access it right um and we hope that you know things have changed to the point where it is helpful and you can find uh, i myself have found excellent resources and gotten what i needed out of it so um that's out there and and we can recognize and acknowledge where that stigma came from and also say like, we're past that. We're beyond that. And so
0: I have mentioned this before that our coping mechanisms, you know, sometimes they're healthy. Sometimes they're not. My favorite coping mechanism is humor. Like that's even with, with past trauma that I've had, um, I can get through situations by making jokes, by being humorous. And, Mm -hmm. um, Uh, what in your because you you're the you're the learned scholar of us both you're the brains behind Uh. this operation what other coping mechanisms do you think the latinx community has i mean obviously like tecate (laughs) tequila Mm -hmm. but what else is a borderland or a latinx kind of way to cope
1: i am merely the robin to your batman that's fine um (laughs) Uh, what else do we do to cope? Um, eat.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: uh, especially Tuesday. during quarantine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eat or, or feed people. Uh, that also helps me to just cook like crazy and feed people. For some reason, that helps.
0: You know, me um, mitas, uh-huh. I can't. <laughs> Curbside
1: delivery. <But> yeah. <laughs> Actually, you did bring me your version of Chico's Tacos and it was delicious. So you can feed your people in quarantine it's happening.
0: Yeah. The, the, the emotional eating though, that's so, I didn't even think of that. And that's so true. hundred percent. Mm. So
1: true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I wish I was one of those people that was like, I'm super stressed out. I'm going for a run. Uh, yeah, that doesn't happen to me. I have to be, I have to force myself to work out and then I do feel better. So it is actually a way to release some of that anxiety and stress, but um, it's not my first go-to. Sadly, laughter followed very closely by prosecco. Those are my uh, <laughs> my go-tos. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. Good story. And you know, in it, you had mentioned when we were talking like about what we were going to do in the Weedy Weedy, we had mentioned um, the real life goings on of of being in isolation and how that can like amplify mm.
1: the Definitely. issues
0: that we already have going on.
1: Well, and you know, it's true being not just the food, but a lot of times the food is accompanied by our hint there, right? We're around family. We're around friends. We're around that chosen family who gets us, who we feel acceptance and belonging and, and all of those human needs get met. And without that, uh, there's, Um, that isolation is really affecting people who already might have some anxiety, some depression. And then you add on top of it, um, a lot of people are having some financial issues. So the stress of just being financially uncertain. And then there's this fear about, will I get sick or actually having had people get sick that are in your life and seeing what that's done to, to them, to their work, to, their life basically, and then the news and social media it's just, it's enough to be a whirlwind of disaster for mental health.
0: And just the lack of, you know, access to healthcare mm-hmm. for brown and black uh, people or people of color in general. But within the borderland, reaching out and getting that healthcare, you know, that. Part of it is that machismo, like you don't go to the doctor until a limb is falling off. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't. There's no preventative medicine that you would go to or preventative you know, health care that you would access for mental health issues. If there's already a stigma around it, what preventative m- measures are you going to take? You're not going to preemptively go to a therapist, right? You're not going to go until the breakdown is real or whatever.
1: The breakdown is real. No, it's true. And and it's not like a physical ailment where there's, you know, a giant tumor growing out of your neck and you're like, bro, maybe you should get that looked at. <laughs> like people aren't like, uh, are you OK? You know, because there is this whole I want that there. Like, are you doing how you doing? You're doing OK. And you're like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm fine. Um, you know, I know growing up, my mom was very stoic and very like, get your shit together. You need to cry, go in your room, close the door, then get over it, get your ass out here and do what you need to do that's it and in many ways that has served me in my life but in many ways also it has been detrimental because i feel like i have to put on this wall of, of i'm fine to the point that i'm destroyed on the inside but i'm still still trucking like still going still smiling still putting on the extra layer of mascara to you know hide the puffy eyes or whatever and Um, and then you don't feel seen, like you don't feel like the real you is seen. People don't know how hard you're working just to look normal and it's exhausting. Like a day can be exhausting when you're dealing with that on the inside.
0: That's the, um, the shirts, the logo that you've, that even the tattoo, the smile now cry later. That is just so that.
1: Exactly. Damn, the homie's been doing that for years. For years,
0: right? Mm-hmm. But some, you know, I think it piles on, especially not just being in a Latinx community, but it piles on being a being a female in a man's mm-hmm. world. That um, the stigma of crying or showing emotion, especially at work, you you just can't. And admittedly, I'm a crier. Like I will see. Ugh. Beanshee commercials on TV, at and reach out and touch someone. That's me, right? And so trying to hold it together and be mm-hmm. strong and not be seen as weak. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it is so layered. that.
1: When- and I can tell people, like, dude, it's cool. You know what? Vulnerability is your strength. Your tears are your power. And then somebody's crying. And I'm like, look at this fool. Oh, hell no. Because <laughs> it's just in my head. Yes, like, right? you're really going to cry in front of all these people? <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Or telling my kid. All these people are looking at you. Are you crazy? And I'm feeding the stigma. Feeding it.
0: I will give you something to cry about.
1: Oh, my God. Yes. Have you? You know the brand, we've sh- done shout-outs to um, Belladonna before mm-hmm, out of California. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have a sweatshirt that says smile now, cry never. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the damn truth. Yes. Never.
0: How you hold it together sometimes, though, where, whereas I'm I'm sitting there like my eyes are starting to well. And I'm like, oh, my God, please don't. Please don't, cat, Please don't. And then, poof, there it goes. <sighs> the dam broke. The damn done broke.
1: Well, you know, I was a good black hole of a heart and then I had a kid. And then, <laughs> olvídate, like I cry for a lot of things now. You know, what? Uh, you, uh, you want to think you're about us? Watch Coco. I'm going to watch you watch Coco and see if you don't cry.
0: You are so right about that movie, though. If you get through it without crying, you have to worry. And then one of ours got through it without crying
1: so did my husband and my sister was like is he a sociopath how well do you know him
0: so now i now whenever we watch a movie where i'm like oh my god this is a crier i'll turn and look at her to see is she crying
1: nothing be worried be i know <laughs> no be very afraid
0: no i'm not worried i'm preparing got the shovels <laughs> got the got the black um uh lawn bags <laughs> I
1: kind well, of is it ready. one of the girls yes oh good send her with the other one at all times (laughs) (sighs) Yes. but
0: so as a whole though getting back onto the mental health as a whole like the latinx community you know yes we've talked about the the stigma yes we've talked about like the walls that we've created and the trauma but there's these like microaggressions damn that you deal Mm. with that stack up and then the dam finally breaks Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's hard to articulate what these microaggressions, it's hard to articulate, period, apparently. (laughs) Apparently it's just hard to talk.
1: (laughs) Just drinking some water.
0: (laughs) It's hard to articulate how these microaggressions stack up though. Like when I think about trying to unpack this for my mom, right? Like Mm -hmm. she knows that she's lived with this, but trying to unpack it, and say, like, no, but these really have affected you, whereas maybe that generation would have been like, oh, but that's just what you dealt with. You just dealt with it. You just mm-hmm. dealt with it. Mm-hmm. And now we're, we're at a point with our generation and, and generations after us where we can really point out and say, we dealt with it. We didn't have to. This is what it is. And then this is what it does to affect your health, your mental health, as well as your physical health.
1: Sure. Yes, absolutely. No, a thousand percent. I if I don't deal with it, if I am really good about doing the whole aguantate and pushing it down and pushing it down, eventually I will have a physical manifestation. Either I get sick to my stomach, I can't eat, I have knots in my shoulders, I clench my jaw, like can't sleep, all these things start happening and it's because I didn't deal with the root of the problem. So my body's like, I'm gonna make you deal with this real issue because you're not, yes, you're not putting attention. <laughs> <laughs> Put attention.
0: That's so true. Like your, your mind does have this way of, okay, you, this is what's going to happen. We have to address this issue and we're just going to do this in shitty dreams or, mm. you know, you're going to fight with your partner extra or <gasps> you're going to take it out. Oh, on your the irritability. Kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, and, you know, same, you're taking it from, from your partner would have you because of their, the issues that they're dealing with that stack up and stack up. Um, And then it ends up like, yeah, you don't know what you blow up and you don't know exactly what the cause was, but there's just so many things that get stacked up. And then eventually like you and I both clench our jaws. The other Mm -hmm. day I was hurting so mad bad and I just couldn't, I couldn't put my finger on it I don't know why I was clenching so hard but there you know there's something that I
1: probably wasn't addressing that there it is it's so stupid sometimes you know people will post stuff that says like somebody out there needs to read this and then they're they'll say some epic thing uh I I remember reading one that was like for whoever needs to read this unclench your jaw and take a deep breath I was like that's so stupid oh fuck yeah okay <laughs> Clench my <jaw>. <laughs> fine <laughs> stop watching me it's creepy I don't even realize I'm doing it. Right. Like you're just so uptight about whatever the thoughts in your brain that you're not processing. It's a bad deal. And definitely all of this uh, pandemic has not helped. And it's it's hard. It's it's when there's a natural disaster or something focused on one household or one community, people can rally around and you feel that sense of you know, either patriotism, whatever it is, there's this sense that everything's going to be okay. And in this particular case, it's like the world is in this same situation. So where do you reach for help? Um, You can get lost in that sort of desperation feeling. If you have pre-existing stuff, um, you know, it can definitely exacerbate it. Or if it's new for you, like, what is this anxiety, the clenching the jaw, the insomnia, I don't know where this is coming from kind of a thing. So, um, it just, yeah, it's, it's pretty scary, particularly for folks that are out there on the, you know, on the front lines, medical professionals who are seeing this in real time, every day in and out. Um, There's definitely like, you know, we talked about the financial insecurity. There's a rise in unemployment, which just historically has seen a rise in suicide rates. And um, and we know, like you mentioned, access to therapy and crisis lines and all that kind of stuff, if that's not there or if you're afraid or feel like you're weak, if you access that, then um, it leaves a lot of people just kind of suffering in silence, which is not good. So how do we not want that? And how do we like reach out to our people? Kat? what do we do? You know,
0: so for I would say a couple things. Like one, in this time frame, I know that I've heard this before. I've seen the memes or or the you know the suggestion. Just walk away from news every once in a while or like social media. Mm, it's yeah. just healthy to take a break, even from. And you know, I know that with. Our jobs or even with the podcast, we want to make sure that we post something on social media or reach out or what have you, or just stay connected, right? Stay connected to our people. But there is a time frame where you do have to just, okay, I need a day or even make it, I need an hour every day to step mm-hmm. away. Don't look at my phone, clip your toenails, comb your hair do some eyeliner, I don't know, just, just walk away, garden, do do something to just walk mm-hmm. away. And that for me has become now, at first I thought I would be able to stay up on top of the news and see the numbers and just be able to deal. And then, you know, there's been a couple times where things have really just, the straw that has broken the camel's back for that day. Mm-hmm. And so now I know I there's certain things that I know that I can't or won't do. Right. Right. I I cannot log on to our state's website to see our numbers every day, Mm -mm. and it's not. No, it does no good, right? And it's not because I don't want to know or I don't care. It's because I could latch onto that, and that could be my rabbit Mm -hmm. hole. Mm -hmm. So there is something to be said for just taking a break. It Mm, sounds cheesy,
1: no, but it's it's true. Well, and you're right. Like, is the information truly going to change something about how you go through the rest of that day? is knowing that the numbers went from 242 to 300 going to change how you go about your day? Probably not. So sometimes right. you have to say I'm out for, for now. I'm good. And you know what? I mean, sometimes you got to sit on the bench. Like, you know, there are other people who are out there who have stuff going and, and the world's not going to stop because you take a break and you just got to do it. You have to do it and fight that stigma be the model that says out loud you know it's a lot for me right now and i i just i just need a minute i need a couple hours i need tomorrow off whatever it is either to your partner to your family to your boss supervisor whatever it is to say i will be a better human in 24 hours, I will see you on Wednesday or whatever you got to do. I mean, I don't know. Your partner might be pissed if you don't come home for a whole night. That might be a different story. <laughs> really? That's, Where are you going? That's, I'm gonna uh, go ajuanate at the Motel Six. No, you're not, fucker. Okay.
0: It's cry later, divorce in two days. That's what. That's exactly. what would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think the other thing, there's something to be said for even the most moderate form of exercise, and it doesn't. Mm. Even, you don't even have to call it exercise because I know. When you call it exercise, you feel that there's got to to be this kind of accountability of either I lost weight or I have a goal or I'm down to size. Just call it getting off your ass and walk around the block. Absolutely. And it helps you stay away from your phone for a little bit. You can get out Mm -hmm. and about, breathe, I would say, some fresh air. But if you need a mask and it makes you feel better, walk with your mask but get outside and get some damn vitamin mm-hmm. D we're all low in vitamin D and we need to get out there and get a little bit of soul. I need to make sure that I'm my skin color matches my Latinx heritage. So <laughs> good luck with that. So I've been, nope. I've been going out with, with a group of friends um, and we're trying to bring it up a notch. It's been like once a week. And then, so now we're like, okay, maybe we can make it two times a week. And it's mm. not like a heavy walk. It's not like we're going 10 miles. It's not like we're speed walking. We're actually just doing a weedy-weedy on our own within six feet of each other, except for Hani and I, because we live together. You
1: do? (laughs) Just kidding.
0: When she lets me. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't necessarily call it exercise, but I call it going out, hanging out with my my, um, friends, and not being in the house, because Mm. I like a lot of people around – the world been inside the house and seeing the same like four walls and Mm -hmm. as much as we kind of make fun of like oh and now I'm going to take a vacation in my bedroom landia it's right you know it's just the same damn house and sometimes it's nice to just get out and Mm -hmm. and see see a different set of walls
1: but even that you're like i don't consider it exercise but we also have this image of what exercise is you're getting steps in walking getting your body moving that's exercise like you don't have to be on the freaking peloton treadmill whatever kind of thing that's exercise like that's getting your your heart rate up getting your your body moving that's perfect and now i feel really guilty that i haven't gone on the walks (laughs)
0: i didn't i wasn't going to say <sighs> anything What they was not meant to be a guilt factor um so my friend calls a friend uh, in la used to call it gym of the streets because when we were working at a previous nonprofit, we were just too poor to have a, a gym membership <laughs> so we would just call it gym of the streets like walk to work and yeah still c- don't skip leg day if you're walking because you can't you're walking <laughs> but <laughs> i mean but for those who you know, have back problems or have some different ability issues. There's different ways that you can possibly Absolutely. just get on your front mm-hmm. porch and lift a couple cans of tuna, and that's in and of itself a different kind of – you're working muscles. That's that's yep. good.
1: Just anything different from what you've been doing. What have you, you been around. doing? around. So we, we briefly discussed my epic fails at running, <laughs> which – For those who either didn't listen or didn't pay attention, I fell on my knees on my ass on everything on the ditch in a horrible, horrible way. Um, But I got back up. I tried again and i've actually been running which i am not a runner in fact i would have said i hated running and i don't love it while i'm doing it i'm totally not going to be one of those people who's like and the endorphins and i just got this runner's high no fuck i want to puke i hate it the whole time it's stupid i'm cussing mm-hmm. but then when i'm done I'm like oh this feels really good i just like i pushed my body beyond what it did yesterday and i feel proud of it and i feel good about it and i didn't fall I feel like I need one of those little signs. It has been 12 days since our last fall. I need one of those like whiteboards in my garage or something. But yeah, we went running at the university. Um, We live pretty close to New Mexico State University. We drove over there and my daughter rode her bike and my husband and I went running and I didn't want to look at my like my little Fitbit tracker Apple Watch thing because I was like, I'm going to look down and it's going to say I have run like 500 feet and then I'm going to be devastated because I'm already tired. And by the time I looked down, I had run and I will preface this by saying my daughter likes to stop a lot to pick up every rock, point at every bird, whatever. (laughs) So it's not, you know, marathon quality running, but 2.75 miles. And I don't know that I've ever run that far ever. And I was like super proud of myself that I didn't die or fall. Not without a uniform running after you. Damn. Yeah, no, but he was chasing me. It was pretty (laughs) amazing. And uh, the university is closed off. Like, there are certain parts that say, like, you can't park here if you're not staff or whatever. And a lot of the buildings have these um, stickers over the doors that say, like, has been disinfected and people can't go in there anymore or whatever. So that's a little creepy-ish. But, you know, we just mind our own business, stay away from other folks that are walking around. And it's been good. It's been really good. So doing that and... I've, I have gotten to the point where if I don't do it, I do miss it. Like I start feeling like, oh, I can tell I didn't get physical activity today because I, I feel just a little more bleh. So I don't know. It's going good.
0: Let's get physical, physical. just getting physical.
1: That's our new intro song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Although, can we have someone with better singing ability to do it? <laughs> yes. Can, okay, so I have a, a another way, of, you know, we have talked before a million billion times about humor being our coping mechanism. So I've been watching that show called Ridiculousness. So it's an MTV no, show. Kat, no, catch just, no. Just revel in the love of laughing. And mm-hmm. so for those who don't know what Ridiculousness is, it's a show all about clips of videos that, that you can get, like, you know, whatever. You've seen them probably on YouTube of different pendejadas that happen. Let's face it's it. It's
1: like America's Funniest Home Videos for bad. 2020. Yeah, no,
0: it's jackass
1: and video clips. That's yes, pretty much what it is. Bad. Um, and they're
0: curated by a group of three friends who thematically come up with a couple videos per theme and like firecrackers in the butt or whatever.
1: You and your thesaurus just made firecrackers in the ass sound like some cinematic feat. (laughs) Well, sometimes it is. It's been curated, but no. (laughs) Somebody got hit in the balls and farted into a lighter. That is not curating a damn thing.
0: (laughs) And it, it makes me laugh like Mm. I you could sit and you honey could hear me in the back bedroom like chuckling at the pendejadas that these people do and it just sorry I'm not chuckling I am full-on laughing that the executive producer hath doth Mm -mm. spoken (laughs) so that's my part of my coping is watching that that show and just laughing at other schadenfreude laughing at other people's miserable pain
1: wow (laughs) I like to watch people's miserable pain in the form of novelas, (laughs) and (laughs) I prefer watching emotional pain (laughs) than people getting hit in the balls. (laughs) My style. (laughs) I just started watching Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu. So good. Mm. And I finished Casa de las Flores, season three. (gasps) Oh, it's so good.
0: Oh, I need to finish that. I mean, there's a lot it's of really things good. on our list that we need to finish, but we're desperately trying to finish off RuPaul's Drag Race with the girls. I, when I say we, I mean mm. I, because I want to catch up to the current season, season 12. Wow. I, ooh, I'm getting a look. We all want to catch up to season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Never <laughs> seen it's, it. It's fun to watch. I'm. You know what? Special K would love watching. Oh, she us. would love it. Absolutely, and now I can't wait to take the girls to their first um, like actual drag show.
1: My six-year-old loves her some drag queens. I I feel like it's a parenting win that she knows what that is. A, Um, and an acquaintance. I won't say I won't say he's a friend, but an acquaintance um, that's from here in Las Cruces who does drag shows. Um, We've been in a restaurant where the drag show is happening in the back room or the back patio or whatever. And we've been in the restaurant. So she's seen, uh, the drag personality and she loves makeup and anything sparkly. So she sees a drag queen and that's basically the definition of a drag queen. Right. So we go out there and watch for a little bit and, and they can get a little racy. So I'm trying to keep it, you know, five, six year old appropriate. But, um, I asked one day, um, Ivana Bump is the drag name. Um, I asked Ivana, what, how would you define a drag queen? Like, what would you, because she asked me what's a drag queen, and and she was with us, um, and she grabbed her by the shoulders, grabs my daughter by the shoulders, and said, a drag queen is everything amazing you ever thought you could be in your whole life. And I was like, boom, yes. girl, this is it. Yes, yes. And it was perfect, right? Like, it's perfectly appropriate for adults or a five-year-old. She was five at the time. And the look on her face was just like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. she was just like, yeah, it is. She knew. Like, she knew instantly. So I, yes, I I love that so much.
0: Oh, I'm I'm so thrilled that they like drag queens as much as I do. Because I could drop heavy coinage at a drag show. (laughs) Not going to lie so Mm -hmm. that's you know the exercise the watching ridiculousness watching rupaul's drag race those are all my coping mechanisms i like it pretty cheap because you know right now i'm not paying for a gym membership so it's gym of Mm -hmm. the living rooms and gym of the streets (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and and yes you know prime does cost a little bit of coin but if you spread it out over a year
1: it's worth it (laughs) i thought you were going to say if you spread it out over friends it's fine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh,
0: no, we yes, tried that. It's it didn't borrowed. Go well.
1: <laughs> it didn't go well.
0: Hey, the Netflix is shared. The Prime is shared. Everything is. Sh- <sighs> the Prime is shared between the executive producer and I, but the Netflix is shared between my mom and our family.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It happens. What are you, you know, to sharing? Do? Is caring. You can't do sh- what do you do? Sharing is caring. <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm glad that we. Tackled uh, Mental Health Awareness Month in a way that we still make sure that we look at the seriousness of what it is, but also just ways that we deal and just being upfront and real about it. Like, yes, there is the stigma that happens within not just the Latinx community, let's, you know, it's across yep. the board. But it is a, a particular way that it's stigmatized within the community with the uh, I want that they kind of attitude. But also, you know, there there's light at the end. I know, freaking euphemism or whatever, light at the end of the tunnel. But there are just ways to, to cope and reach out. And um, You know manage. what's at the end of
1: the tunnel? What? A tombstone that says I want that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I
0: must feel that and have that for mine. <laughs> Yes, we all should. Member of Team this since 1976.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. Yes, and you're right. It's just, it's just real. It's it is what it is. Um, we don't have to walk around pretending that we're just superhuman. Uh, when things are hard, we need to start saying things are hard right now. And and maybe not to everyone, but to your inner circle, just be real and and. Um, and if someone comes to you with that, you know, hold that, hold that space for them. And, uh, it's not yours to fix, but how can you help? Right. Or just listen, just listen for sure. Truth.
0: And speaking of just listening, thanks for yeah. listening to the Pocha podcast. This was our may weedy weedy. Um, I'm Kat.
1: I'm still Charlene
0: (laughs) and Charlene, where can people find us when they are so inclined to not taking a break from social medias?
1: We are on Instagram, Facebook, sometimes Twitter because I'm not as great at using the Twitters. Um, but we also have a little website. You can find our podcast wherever you find your podcasty goodness. And, uh, do want to give the little disclaimer also that you and I are not in the same place. Yes. So, um,
0: first mad props to you for keeping up on our socials, much appreciated. Um, definitely much appreciated. And the reason that we needed to, well, not needed to, but felt compelled to make sure that people were aware that we're not in the same place at the same time as my mom had, had made a comment that, oh, it's nice that you get to see each other and that you get together. And I was like, oh, we make it sound rural good, but no, we're not in the same room. So disclaimer, we are social distancing, even from ourselves. The only time that I see Charlene is when we do a drive-by parade for Special K's birthday. (laughs) We need to drop off Chico's (laughs) doorstep drop-off. But yeah, and we hope that everybody else is staying as safe as they possibly can, given the circumstances. Um, we know that some folks are essential workers and out on the front line, and we definitely appreciate you bringing food to our table or um, being mm-hmm. medical providers. And we hope that in this in this situation that you are staying safe and keeping your mental health in check. The best Absolutely. way you know how. Absolutely.
1: That's right. This is
0: whether it's prosecco,
1: <gasps>
0: or, or or humor, how whatever yeah. whatever fits for your life.
1: Yeah i
0: like it (laughs) and charlene we are so uh excited that people still listen to us um thank you missouri for keep coming back Mm. you have been amazing Mm. missouri (laughs) missouri and we can't wait to add more states that we get all 50. so alaska step it up we know we need and canada what the hell oh well Blame Canada. I think they listened <laughs> like once or twice, but you'll come back. You know what's right for you. You'll come back to us. Yes. But thank you for joining us at this intersection of Brown and Proud and Assimilation. Um, don't forget, we come out the 15th of every month with a new episodio, and then the end of the month, the 30th, typically, for the Weedy Weedy. And we appreciate you sticking around and loving on us.
1: Thank you. Drop us a line. Send us a rating. And um, tell your peeps.
0: Yep. Spread the word. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back with you on the 15th.
1: Bye.